Plutus Sports Analytics is a company based on minimizing the uncertainty in sports betting to help you maximize your profit. New Finland's first sports analytics team provides daily predictions for all major league sports so you can win big. Whether you want to hit MLB picks out of the park or get a slam dunk on your NBA betting tickets, Plutus is a company of choice. Head to PlutusSportsAnalytics.com. That is P-L-U-T-U-S SportsAnalytics.com. Use code JSP10 for 10% off their deadly service. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is uh, episode number 180, dedicated to a man who on March 11th, 1986, became the first person in NHL history to score 50 goals in nine straight seasons, Mr. Mike Bossy. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we're joined by Mr. Charlie Ward, the 1993 Heisman Trophy winner and 11-year NBA vet. He goes on to talk about his playing career and what he is doing now that his playing days are over. There are certain interviews, well, honestly, any interview, if it's the first time I'm interviewing that particular person, but there are some interviews you get a little bit more nervous for than others. The butterflies in your stomach, they start flying around way more ferociously than they normally do. And this is one of them. Yeah, the preparation is there. You've watched all you watched him play. I watched him play as a kid. You want some YouTube clips from his playing days at Florida State because I was not watching him play when he was killing <laughs> teams down there in Tallahassee. But there are those moments where human and being nervous is normal. And this is just one of those times that the nerves, the butterflies, it was they were in full effect. But I had a lot of fun with this, a lot of fun. Anytime you get the chance to interview a former athlete, I'm sure there are some things that you don't expect to learn that you end up learning along the way. The Bracket Challenge is live. I mentioned this on Tuesday. Download, if you have not, the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. Search J. Stevens Podcast. No the in there. Just search J. Stevens Podcast. Submit, put your name right there in the pool on Sunday when the bracket is announced and revealed. Go ahead and fill out your bracket. There is, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Whoever, whoever is the person that gets the most picks right in their bracket, amongst everybody else that is in that bracket challenge for the podcast, there will be a prize given to that individual. That prize will be announced at a later date. And last but not least, make sure you subscribe to the J. Stevens Podcast YouTube channel. Go ahead on the YouTube, search the J. Stevens Podcast, find the channel, subscribe. Go ahead if you have missed some videos there for uh, for interviews that have been done here on the podcast. Go check those out. Go back have some fun. Myself, Ian Eagle, that is there as well, and also the interview of today with myself and Charlie Ward that is on the YouTube as well. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Tallahassee, Florida to enjoy my fun conversation with Mr. Charlie Ward, not only a Heisman Trophy winner, but also an NBA vet as well. And joining us now here on the Jay Stevens podcast, he is an 
11 year NBA vet and also the winner of the 1993 Heisman Trophy as well. It is Charlie Ward. Charlie, how you doing today? Um, not too well in the sense of uh, we lost the game last night, but uh, I'm doing well overall, though. That's good. That's really good to hear. I was going back and looking through some of your history, some playing career at Florida State, and then also uh, in the NBA. And one thing that was alarming to me was your baseball career from high school kind of came up after your Florida State career playing basketball and football. And there were teams like the Milwaukee Brewers and New York Yankees that wanted you to play baseball for them professionally. What kind of baseball player were you when you were growing up? Uh, well, most of my baseball experience was uh, in Little League. I only played one year of high school baseball. And um, so I, I didn't have very much in the way of uh, baseball experience. Uh, but I enjoyed the year that I played, my senior year. Um, it would would have been a success, uh, you know, just for one year. Uh, but I got drafted off of, you know, just being an athlete. Um, and essentially that's why I got drafted. What kind of player were you as a baseball player? What position did you play? Um, what was it that the – the scouts liked about you since you hadn't played in four or five years, they must've liked something about you um, to say, Hey, let's go ahead and draft this guy. Uh, like, like I said, it, I mean, I, I had a, I had a good season for one year uh, for someone who hadn't played baseball in a few years before prior to that. Um, but I played um, shortstop and center field. Okay. Uh, were my two positions in, in high school. Um, I pitched a little bit in Little League, and so that was uh, – those were the positions that I played. I didn't, I didn't pitch in high school because I just – I mean, I didn't have the time to dedicate to it. But, I mean, I had a few home runs and, you know, caught some fly, fly balls and those types of things. But, like I said, there's nothing to ride home – and stole bases as well. Okay, okay. Florida State, um, Bobby Bowden was there. You played football at Florida State and basketball there as well. What about Florida State during the recruiting process popped out to you and said, this is the place that I want to play collegiately? Uh, essentially, I mean, it was a couple of things. Uh, Coach Bowden, uh, he was a Christian man, and I was from a Christian family. So, uh, you know, I was a really good fit. Um, secondly, he had allowed Brad Johnson to play a quarterback. I mean, he allowed Brad Johnson to play basketball. Um, while at Florida State, and so that's something that I wanted to do. And thirdly, it was close to home. And so, you know, it was just a good fit, and I was grateful for the opportunity to uh, earn a scholarship. And when it's all said and done, you know, it worked out for me, and I'm, I was grateful for it. The football player, Charlie Ward, I went back and watched some highlights earlier today, and I was doing some last-minute prep before the interview, and you seem like you were a, a very electric quarterback, running the ball, scrambling in the pocket, passing the ball as well. And it seemed like there was a jump in your play, the consistency, especially with the, in the passing game, from your what have been your junior year to your senior year. What kind of things in the offseason in between those two years helped you be the star of that year in college football? I mean, essentially it came down to experience for me. Uh, my junior year, I hadn't 
really played the position quarterback. Um, you know, I would come in and get mop-up duty uh, the first three years. Uh, so I really didn't have any significant snaps. And, and so it was a learning learning curve, learning process for me. My, my first five or six games as a junior. Um, and once I figured out, you know, how to navigate my way through uh, the rigors of not throwing the ball to the other team, uh, we were able to, you know, overcome some of the early mistakes that I was making. And, of course, there was a lot of uh, footwork and just watching film. Um, all those things uh, played a big part. And we were also running a new system. Um, the system that I grew up on, uh, we changed to better suit uh, the talent that we had. And so it, it, it changed, you know, a lot. And uh, that wasn't an excuse because some of the stuff was, you know, like I said, just trying to figure out how to make certain throws as far as the interceptions. Uh, but I was grateful to be able to have a, a, a very good defense to keep us in games. And when we had opportunities to win, we went and won the game, um, except for one uh, against Miami. But, you know, that was, you know, all those experiences, the, the interceptions, uh, the game-winning drives, uh, you know, played a big part in, you know, moving forward uh, my senior year. And we, we were all on one page. Uh, had guys coming back, uh, so it, it played a big part. And we were in the same system as well, so uh, played a big part in our success. Uh, my my senior year. I like it. What, tell me, you mentioned Miami. Um, I know the Miami, Florida State, and Florida rivalry down there is huge. It's everything. What kind of memories do you have from the Miami Florida State games, and even Florida as well? Because I know I believe you played all both of those schools. Um, the junior and senior year there at Florida State? Uh, well, they're big robberies, and the games are always uh, hype, very, very, um, a lot of attention uh, centered around those games. Um, and that's what robberies are, are, are supposed to be. Right. Um, a lot of guys we knew, uh, whether it was a lot of guys played uh, on the same team in high school or played against one another um, or played like I played against a lot of the guys uh, in a all-star game, Georgia-Florida all-star game. Okay. And so we kind of knew uh, each other, and there was a lot of talent on the field. You know, we practiced against that same type of talent every single day. And so when we got an opportunity to play uh, those guys, it was two teams, very similar in a lot of ways, very competitive, very good athletes, well coached. And so the games were normally, you know, competitive. And uh, that's all you can ask for. Uh, as a athlete um, is to have a chance to win each and every game. And, uh, of course, it comes down to who makes the most plays, big plays, um, or even some of the small detail plays throughout uh, that's going to win the game. And so we're fortunate to be able to win, beat Florida uh, two years, my two years of, of, of playing, uh, my junior and senior year. And we were able to split with Miami um, with us losing uh, one game by three points. Ooh, ooh, that's a, that's, that's a close one. What, what was the deciding factor on, in that game that Miami, Miami ended up winning? Uh, we couldn't score in the red zone. Ooh, okay. Uh, we, we, were, we were in the red zone numerous times. 
and we couldn't find a way to get in the end zone. We ended up kicking field goals, and so that's what kept the game close. Okay, okay. At the end of Florida State that year, you guys ended up winning the national championship. Uh, I believe you guys ended up beating Nebraska that year in the Orange Bowl. But winning a national, winning a national championship, winning a title, a championship in anything, it's huge. But winning a national championship and winning the Heisman in the same season is special. Um, something that a lot of players don't get the chance to do. You may win the Heisman, you may even be in the national championship, but winning both in the same year is very, very tough. When you look back on just that, those two accomplishments in the same year, what kind of thoughts come to your mind? Um, well, you know, winning is hard. Uh, when you're part of a great team, uh, you, you learn to uh, enjoy it, and you, that's what you expect. Um, and, you know, I was blessed to be on a, uh, a very good team. You know, I, we were ranked in the top five uh, each and every year. Uh, that I was in, in school. Um, so the expectations were always high. Uh, we worked out, we worked that way, um, and we competed that way. And so, you know, you know winning a Heisman, playing in that championship game, sometimes you kind of take those things for granted Yeah. Uh, during the time. Uh, but I enjoyed, you know, each and every experience. Um, and so... You know, I'm I'm grateful that we were able to finish the deal uh, because you know a lot of a lot of people don't have that opportunity to say that. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, it's great to to win individual awards. Uh, however, you know, the ultimate goal is to win a championship, and so you know we were able to win two ACC championships, which is great. Uh, but winning a national championship and being the top dog in college football. Uh, during that year was something that, you know, I was uh, grateful for. I also believe um, that same year, maybe in the season before, but in basketball, um, you played your point guard there, had some really good uh, teammates that also went to the NBA. But you also made a deep tournament run in the NCAA tournament, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes, you made it to the final eight. I'm in elite eight um, my junior year. And so we had four Four, four guys who went in the first round uh, on that team, uh, which, you know, was very good. And one of the reasons why we were able to get to an Elite Eight, uh, we just ran into a team that had more depth and uh, Kentucky, and they played a style and played a brand of basketball that uh, we weren't able to match up to. But uh, it was a very good season. Uh, leading up to that, you know, we were in, we made strides in each, you know, each season. Uh, we improved. Uh, first year we won one game, the next year we won two, and then uh, junior year we ended up winning um, three games to get to the elite eight or so. So it was um, it was a good pro process and progress uh, that we went through, but. You know, we just weren't able to get over the hump, but it was a very good team. At the end of that year, your, your senior year, basketball's over, collegiate, collegiate athletic career is over as well. You had a decision to make. Would I go to the NFL? Would I go to the NBA? You have put feelers out there. And through my research of what I had heard or what things I, I had read about that decision, um, it's it just – I'll let you go ahead and say, what was the deciding factor um, as far as going to the NBA – 
over going to the NFL to play quarterback? Well, I always say this. I mean, it's a long, long, it's a long story, a long journey, you know, to that point. Uh, but I, I say this. I made a decision that I was going to leave my options open mm-hmm. uh, as a as for the NBA. And so that meant that I was going to play my senior year of basketball at Florida State, um, which meant that I wasn't 100% committed to the NFL process because okay. I missed the uh, combine. Uh, and the combine wasn't as – I mean, it's the same uh, when it comes to what it is today, mm-hmm. but it's just not as highly publicized as it is today. Okay. Uh, it is – combine was a combine, um, but I wasn't prepared for any of it because I was playing basketball. And so, uh, you know, just what I always teach people is you have to make decisions. Um, you know, you pray about it, ask for wisdom, uh, seek everything out, vet it out, and then you make a decision, and you have to live with the results. And so for me, not being 100% committed to the NFL uh, meant that I was putting myself in a position not to be drafted. Um, but I knew I did go through some of the process uh, to be drafted, uh, but there wasn't enough for someone to pull the trigger uh, where, you know, it would deter me from seeking other options or opportunities uh, that I had. So uh, I, I mentioned that, you know, if I didn't get drafted in the first round of the uh, NFL draft, then, you know, I would consider my other options, which, you know, I, I still had basketball, which I had no clue that I'd be a first round pick. Um, and, you know, there's baseball, there's the CFL, you know, all the different avenues. But, um, I mean, I, put, I bet on myself, uh, put myself in a position to be drafted in the NBA uh, once I didn't get drafted in the NFL. And God, you know, honored my heart, which was, you know, I want to be a senior guard uh, on, on my on my basketball team uh, to be that leader for the for that for that group. And uh, he honored my heart to be able to uh, have an opportunity to play in the NBA. Played in the NBA, played for the Knicks, the Rockets, and the Spurs. Not in that order. I know you ended your career um, with the Rockets there. But when I think about you and how I grew up watching NBA basketball, it was Knicks and Bulls. It was Knicks and Pacers. And I am a Pacers fan. Um, I actually have a hat sitting next to me. Um, Reggie Miller's numbers on the side of it. Those Knicks and Pacers battles, literal battles, were intense and fierce. And something that me as a youngster and as a lot of fans, they gravitated towards those matchups because people knew it'd be two really good teams giving it, giving their all until the final buzzer. Knicks and Pacers, when you hear that those two teams together, Knicks and Pacers rivalry, what what memories come back to your to your head? Uh, well, there are quite a few. You know, you had Rick Smith, uh, the Davis brothers, Mark Jackson, uh, Chris Mullins, Jalen Rose, uh, McKee, um, and, of course, Reggie. And you think about all those times we had, you know, battles. Um, it was always 
going to come down to, you know, who's going to control the paint. Um, could we stop Reggie? Could we keep Mark out of the post from creating opportunities for other guys? And, you know, Rick Smith was a, has a nice jump shot and, you know, jump hook. But the battles were always, you know, how are we going to, uh, how are we going to be able to find a way to overcome, you know, all the things that they did well? Um, and, you know, basketball is basketball, uh, but the competition level was always high. And it's something that you always uh, enjoy. I know we beat them to go to the finals uh, in 99. And that was a very competitive series uh, as well. We lost Patrick during that series, I do believe. And so it was uh, good for us. You know, Larry Johnson hit the uh, four-point play to uh, help us overcome uh, that game and uh, help us win the series. Uh, but, you know, we always had, you know, great battles with the Pacers, the Heat, uh, the Bulls. Everyone we played, we had great battles with because that was just our DNA. You mentioned that four-point play. Antonio Davis fouls Larry Johnson. I, I've i heard some Knicks pe people say they didn't know if it was a foul or not. I know Antonio Davis. I don't think he thought it was a foul. He did He did acknowledge that he bumped Larry Johnson prior to let, uh, LJ going up for the shot. In the moment, did you think that was a foul? Well, as I tell my kids uh, in practice, um, it is what it is. Yeah, so true. The referees are the ones who make the decisions. And, you know, if it's not reviewable and some now they got it to where it's reviewable, things are reviewable. If it's not reviewable, then we have to go with what people say, you know, if they're an authority and we just have to live with the results. And so to say that it wasn't a file or it is a file, I mean, that's debatable, but it was called. And the other great thing about it is I've seen guys who get filed and shoot that same shot and miss. Yeah, true. And so, you know, it comes down to guys making a missing, whether it's a foul or not a foul, that's a debate. But he made a he stepped up and made the shot, and then he made the free throw to help us. So, I mean, we can sit and complain. We can sit and debate about a whole lot of things. But when something has happened and whoever's in authority makes decisions, we have to sit back and live with the results. I agree with that. It seems like, is it possible that your Christian background is what's helped you shape your mindset towards situations like that, where the authority makes the decision and you have to live with the results? Is that something that um, your Christian background, you being a Christian, is that something that um, kind of helps shapes that mindset? Well, it does give me perspective. Okay. Um, because, you know, one thing that I, I'm a big believer in that, you know, and I look back over my, my life and my life story, you know, everything that happened was part of God's plan for my maturation, for me growing, um, you know, just my, my, my college career, you know, just how God laid it all out. Um, 
for me to be able to have an option uh, my senior year. So I was in school for five years, and I was the punter my freshman year. And Coach Bodwin allowed me to go out to play basketball my freshman year, my true freshman year, mm. which was a great blessing because if I would have gone out my true freshman year and played basketball, then I would have my senior year, which was my fifth year, I wouldn't have out of used up all my eligibility. Um, so I wouldn't have had an opportunity to play my senior year of basketball um, my last year. And that, I don't know what that would have looked like uh, as a draft-eligible NBA prospect, not playing your senior year uh, or your last year in school. And so, you know, a lot of times we during, during, in the moment, I was like, you know, frustrated that I didn't get an opportunity to play my true freshman year because that was what was promised to me. But when the grand scheme of things, God had a plan uh, to be able to work things out. And every, every, everything that we go through is a life learning experience. Yes, sir. If you could very quickly, we're almost out of time. Um, fill us in, let us know what the Charlie Ward Foundation um, is all about, what you're doing. I believe it's you and your wife are together. What is that organization and foundation doing um, to help people? Our main goal is to uh, actually our daughter, she's in, she does holiday notes. Okay. Uh, she's a athlete and a musician and her her uh, purpose is to inspire um those the elderly um and so she uses her music musical gifts and the community to write notes uh for those to encourage those that are in uh you know assisted living facilities okay um and, and so she does a great job with that, and we also support uh, youth organizations, uh, hurricane relief efforts uh, with other organizations, and so that's kind of what we do with our, our foundation. Okay. Do you have any lasting comments you want to leave the people, either about your playing career, life after playing, uh, maybe your Christian faith, anything like that you'd like to leave people before we close this thing up? I mean, there's nothing I haven't said um, outside of, you know, the things that go on in our lives is, is there for a reason. We just have to continue to live and learn uh, from each experience and uh, work not to uh, work to get better from that, whether you are a winner or a loser at whatever it may be. Uh, but you have to continue to find ways to uh, continue to push forward and not give up. So true. So true. Charlie Ward, thank you so much for coming on here at the Jay Stevens podcast. I really appreciated it. Um, maybe sometime we can do this down the road once again. Thank you so much. It was, it was, a, it was my pleasure. All right. Thanks, Jay, for having me. One thing I've always enjoyed about watching Charlie Ward play basketball was that he always gave everything he had every time he was on the court. Go back and watch some clips from him, some highlights from when he played at Florida State, or go back and watch some of the Florida State-Miami games that he played in. You will see he gave his all every time. No questions asked. From Florida State to the NBA, even to his own foundation right now, I have always thoroughly enjoyed and appreciated the effort that Charlie Ward put into everything that he does. You can follow Charlie Ward on Twitter at 
R-E-A-L, Charlie Ward. That's at Real Charlie Ward. You can also hear him on the Believe in the ACC podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. That is B-L-E-A-V in the ACC podcast. I believe they checked out, no, they dropped an episode, not checked out. They dropped an episode just yesterday. So go ahead, tap into that, find him on Twitter, follow him, check out the podcast. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much for listening and enjoying another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter as well at jstevenspod as well. Send the emails to jstevenspod at gmail.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to, to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are almost willing and sometimes wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode number one, be sure to let people know about the podcast. This has been episode 180 of the JCO's podcast. I will see you next time.